Hey, teachers, before we get started, we have a quick announcement. We're really excited because registration is open for our new summer workshop, Limitless Potential, an Enneagram Roadmap for Educators. One of our highest callings as an educator is to discover and develop potential. We love recognizing an undeveloped strength in ourselves or in our students. We all love witnessing those light bulb moments when we can literally see potential come to life. In this workshop, you will learn about the tool of the Enneagram. You're not just going to learn your type. You're also going to learn the key to understanding yourself and others in ways that will help improve your relationships, communication, classroom motivation and management, and ways to help reduce the effects of trauma. The more we understand people, the more we can change lives for the better. We'd love to see you June 6, 2024 in Dubuque, Iowa. For more details, head to our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com. Do you spend most of your day in thinking mode? Our jobs require us to do so much thinking, reasoning, and analyzing. Our best work comes from thinking, or does it? In today's episode, we're going to talk about three ways of accessing your wisdom. Is it time for you to get out of your head? Listen up to find out. Welcome to season two of the Inspired Together Teachers podcast. We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators who've worked with thousands of teachers, and we know the struggles you face on a daily basis. Do you want to make a difference and still enjoy your life outside of school? Together, we can tackle the overwhelm, gain clarity, and build confidence to live the life you deserve. Are you ready to be inspired? We can't wait to explore ways to improve your work life and home life so that you can live your best life. You likely spend most of your day in thinking mode. As teachers, we're in the information business. Information is largely brain-based. Let's try a little quiz. Which statement is most like you? First one, I am connected to my rational side. I tend to analyze and think through things. I follow my head. Number two, I'm connected to and often lead with my feelings. I follow my heart. And number three, I'm connected to and follow my gut instincts. I just go with my gut. The results of that quiz are a signal about the types of wisdom you access most. I know which one I am most connected to. I definitely follow my heart. My head is close behind, but I am a heart-centered person. I have been known to tell people, just follow your heart. I am definitely a head type. I think about everything all the time. Let's talk about these three. The first one is brain wisdom. If you answered yes to, I connect to my rational side, you are using your brain wisdom, your IQ. You rely on knowledge and mental activity, rational thinking and planning and reasoning. If you connected to the second statement, I'm connected to and lead with my feelings. You lead with your EQ, your emotional quotient. You are a heart thinker, a heart wisdom knower. And if you answer to the third one, I'm connected to and follow my gut instinct, then you are accessing the GQ, the gut quotient, the gut wisdom. Sometimes we just call that the gut instinct. 
Let's dig into these a little bit more. These three different types of wisdom, your IQ, your EQ, and your GQ. If you related to the IQ, the brain wisdom, you probably rely on your knowledge and your rational thinking, your mental activity. You like to plan and reason. You likely focus on security and survival based on your wisdom. We were all taught to learn with our brains and to teach with our head. And we have that sense of brain work. It includes research, reading, and analyzing data. We access the wisdom of others through our brains when we're watching or listening or reading. It's in the decisions we make thousands of times a day. It's easy to fall back on brain wisdom, and we can even get stuck there. If you have ever worried or overthought things, you've been stuck in your brain wisdom. You can get stuck there and then you can actually just start spinning and thinking of things over and over again. You start analyzing things a million different ways and that can leave you with a lot of anxiety, which then causes more spinning in your brain. I have always been that way. Even when I was a little girl, I remember telling my mom, I can't sleep. My brain won't shut off. I still have that feeling sometimes when I'm trying to sleep, I cannot turn off my brain. So much of the time, our brain-based wisdom is necessary and it is useful. We're not saying don't use your brain wisdom, but it's not the only way that you can access wisdom. We can also access our heart wisdom and our gut wisdom. If you think about the characters from The Wizard of Oz, you have the scarecrow. And the scarecrow is looking for a brain. He wants brain wisdom or what we call IQ. Then you have the tin man. What is he looking for? He's looking for a heart. He wants to access heart wisdom or EQ or sometimes known as HQ as well. Then you have the cowardly lion. He is looking for courage. Courage is the key component of what we know as the gut instinct or GQ. Let's start talking about the heart wisdom, that HQ or the EQ as we often call it. Another way of knowing if you're in your heart wisdom is if you feel something. If you've ever used that phrase, follow your heart, you probably are accessing your heart wisdom, your HQ, your EQ. Those with the heart wisdom tend to trust their feelings more than anything else. They have a strong emotional or social intelligence. If you follow your heart, you often notice, control, and express your emotions in an empathetic way. Maybe somebody's told you before you're very empathetic. And then you rely on your feelings and your relationships to guide your life. Personally, heart wisdom really resonates with me. You can probably just hear my excitement when I talk about it. We all have type of wisdom we access first or most, or that's the go-to for us. But we also have the ability to access all of these kinds of wisdom, which is the point of this today. And so I like to think about the times when you feel heart wisdom. So you know you're using heart wisdom. And even if one of the other types is your main type, maybe you're with other people. And there's so much heart wisdom when you're in connection with other people, right? When you're having a conversation, you're likely relaxed. Maybe you're outside in nature and not sitting at a desk or not sitting in your classroom. It's a new way of opening you up to that heart wisdom. For me, a really good example is when I'm in the shower, when I feel that water pouring on my head, that really relaxes me and I will be more in touch with my heart wisdom. 
Other times when you might have felt heart wisdom may have been when you were on a vacation and enjoying the fun and the sun, or when you're engaging in arts or music or poetry, drama, really getting to your heart center. You might have also felt heart wisdom when you were exercising. Lots of times people will say when they're exercising, they are much more in touch with their emotions. Heart wisdom often comes to us when we're playing, relaxing, or resting, smiling, or laughing. Heart wisdom often occurs when we're living in the moment, when we're aware of our surroundings, we're relaxed, and our mind and our heart are open to new ideas and new connections. That allows us to get new kinds of insight, especially for problem solving. I recently had a really heart-centered example. So my daughters and I went to Broadway. We are at a Broadway show and we are so enjoying the creativity. We're laughing and singing the songs and we're just swept away in the moment and enjoying every bit of it. I was out of my head. I wasn't thinking anxious, worrying or planning the next thing. I was in the moment with my daughters laughing and I felt so emotionally connected. And it was an amazing feeling. And when I have those feelings, I think I need to do this more often. I love this. My front porch is a great place for me to feel my HQ, my EQ. Having a cup of coffee on the porch with a friend is just one of my favorite things in life. When I'm sitting there, all of a sudden I notice all of the little things that I don't notice when I'm in my IQ living in the brain. When I stretch myself to sit there and take the time, sometimes I feel like I have lots of other things to do. I need to go read this book. I need to correct this paper. But when I sit on my front porch with my friends, I notice the birds that are singing. I'm always surprised how many squirrels are in my yard or how green the grass is. I remember conversations I have there because I'm so in the moment. I have also felt more connected to people after attending a conference. There is a connection that you just can't get in the workplace that you get when you're at a conference, sitting around a dinner, talking about all that you've learned or new ideas that can come out of what you've learned. Yeah. Both of us have talked about this over and over, how some of our very best ideas have come from this type of environment. People think conferences are all about the head and brain and learning. But for me, conference is really about the EQ. It's about the people and the conversations and being open to being in the moment and having the experience. If you think about what all these circumstances have in common, you're not worrying or obsessing. You're out of your normal work routine. You're probably enjoying whatever you're doing and you are in the present and enjoying the moment. If you want to access your heart wisdom, well, that's the recipe. Play, relax, laugh, get out of your normal routine, go be around others and experience the moments and notice them. These are things that lead to new ideas, new insight, greater problem solving, and all of that heart wisdom. Let's talk about the third type of wisdom, the GQ. The gut wisdom. Rarely do we talk about the GQ, so I'm excited to talk about this today. Here's a little quiz for GQ. Do you go with your gut? Do you listen to your instincts and almost always follow them? Do you just sometimes feel things in your bones and know it's right? Are you easily able to throw caution to the wind and just go do something? And can you roll with it rather than feel the need to plan out everything? For some of you, you were like, yes. And for other people, you were very uncomfortable with those questions. 
I am laughing because that last one, can you roll with it? I am probably the least likely person in the entire world to just roll with it. I have to have a plan. I'm your disaster vacation person because I cannot just get on a plane and go and have fun. Where are we staying? What restaurants do we want to get reservations at? What are we going to do on Tuesday? I am definitely not someone who could just go on vacation without having any idea of where they're going or what they're doing. You do react with your gut. And if you do that easily and very instinctively, you are probably a high GQ person. You are very aware of your body and your instincts. You're that type. If you know in your gut whether something is good or bad, if you meet someone and have an instinctive reaction that I really like this person or I really dislike this person, you're paying attention to those gut signals. And that makes you very tuned into that form of wisdom. You may have heard of this concept when people are talking about body wisdom, their instincts, following their intuition, conscience, inner spirit, or maybe even God. If you feel these instincts, but your brain self-doubt keeps you from following your instincts, you might need to work a little bit more on accessing your gut wisdom. How do you access your gut wisdom if it's not something that comes naturally to you? Well, it definitely does not come naturally to me, but I'm going to give an example of something I did that is way out of my comfort zone. I've been reading and learning about chat GPT. We both have, but we've never used it on our podcast or on our blog or anything like that. But I just was curious as to what chat GPT could tell me about how to access your gut wisdom. I didn't know if any of it would be useful, but I decided I was going to try it and see what happened. I asked ChatGPT, what are some ways that you can access your gut wisdom? You kind of see what I did there. I got out of my comfort zone and I'm going to see what happens with it. So I was actually pretty surprised. There were some better things than I expected there to be. We're going to share a few of them. The first one is listen to your body. Pay attention to physical sensations in your body when faced with a decision. Notice if you feel any tension or discomfort or a sense of ease in different situations. Your body gives you subtle signals that can provide insights into your intuition. I am terrible at that. I do not pay attention to my body whatsoever. I can walk around in massive pain before I actually deal with it because I tune it out. Yet I know people who are very tuned into their body and they'll say they feel a twinge and something and they'll know something's off. I would like to develop that more. It's interesting because the second tip for digging into your gut wisdom is to practice mindfulness and meditation. When you engage in mindfulness and meditation, it helps quiet your mind and create space for those intuitive insights to emerge. By doing that, you can connect more deeply with your inner wisdom, but you can also have that time and space to listen to your body. If I'm doing meditation or yoga, those are the times that I actually do listen to my body. Mindfulness, the meditation gives me the space. The next thing on ChatGPT's list was trust your initial response. When faced with a decision, trust your initial gut reaction or your first instinct. Sometimes overthinking or overanalyzing can cloud your judgment. By honoring that initial response, you might tap into your intuitive wisdom. There have been a few times in my life where I felt like something was really dangerous. The hairs on the back of my head stood up and I felt like this is not good. Pay attention to those. Those are real signals connected to your intuitive wisdom. 
Another suggestion from that list about accessing your GQ is journaling and reflection. You've heard us talk about this many times. By writing down your thoughts and feelings in a journal regularly, it gives you an opportunity to reflect on your past experiences and decisions you've made, and it can help you identify patterns and understand how your gut instincts have guided you in the past, which will also provide you valuable insights for your future decision-making. A fifth suggestion was to seek solitude and quiet. Finding these moments of quiet and silence allows your mind to settle down. And when your mind is a little bit more quiet, then your intuition can be a little bit louder. Being in a calm and peaceful environment can help you connect with your inner voice and get clarity on important matters to you. We often have to go way out of our way to find that solitude and quiet time. Our days are busy. Our lives are busy. We've got noise and input coming in from the world all the time. It's a good reminder that good things come from a little quiet. Another example is to engage in creative activities to help you access your gut wisdom. Creative activities could be drawing, painting, writing, playing an instrument, anything that helps you get out of your analytical mind and into your subconscious. Engaging in these kinds of activities can open up channels for more intuitive insights so that they can come through and you can pay attention to them and you can feel them. Here are a couple of other things that come to mind when you're thinking about trying to access your GQ. You have to let go of self-consciousness. You may think everyone is judging, but they're all probably too busy with their own things to worry about and not even worrying about you. You have to learn to try something outside of your comfort zone, especially if you're kind of a control freak or you live in your head all the time. Stretch yourself. Try new things. It's a good idea to try something outside of your comfort zones and try something new. I did that when I tried chat GPT. That was just my little example. And you may think that's not a very big deal, but it was something outside of my comfort zone and I learned something from it. Sooner or later, you're going to want something that is on the other side of your fear. You will always feel some fear, but you can learn to live with being a little scared and move forward. Following your gut instincts can be difficult. However, it often pays off in terms of making you feel more whole and your life is more authentic when you really, really touch on these different types of instincts. For me, as I said, gut instinct is the hardest. Last Saturday night, my children were all busy. My husband and I found ourselves with the rare occurrence that we were the only two people in the house. He said, I have so much work to do. I said, I have so much work to do. And then I thought, it's a Saturday night. When is the last time we went on a date? And I did something that was definitely outside of my comfort zone and said, let's go on a date. It was a gut wisdom at its finest. And he said, where do you want to go? And I said, I would like to go sit on the river outside and have dinner. And so we went. And the great thing was we actually started doing some of our summer planning and looking at different things that we wanted to do in the future that we just haven't even been able to sit down and talk about. It was absolutely what we needed. Had I have not followed my gut that night, I would have missed that whole experience. That's a great example, Paula, of the best of what accessing that gut instinct can do for you. For some of us, rarely do we do that, but it is so worth it if we can feel more whole in our life, more authentic because we took the time to step out of the wisdoms that come most comfortably for us. Let's end this episode with a quote from life coach Martha Beck. Experience has taught me that the way to a joyful life is always fraught with fear. 
And to find it, you must follow your heart's desire right through the inevitable terrors that arise to hold you back. If you don't do this, your life will be shaped by fear rather than love. And I guarantee the shape will be narrow and tiny compared to your best destiny. Remember that accessing your gut instinct takes practice and self-awareness. Be patient with yourself. Step out of your comfort zone. Trust the process. Over time, we promise you will develop a stronger connection with all of your inner wisdom. To recap today's episode, we are all used to living and working from our heads and brain wisdom. It's accepted and appreciated. However, we also have access to heart wisdom and gut wisdom. Together, three types of wisdom can make for a more complete picture of wisdom and knowing. Maybe it's time to get out of your head and into other ways of knowing. In true teacher fashion, we end our podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to try listening to your heart wisdom or your gut wisdom. Relax, play, rest, try something new, unexpected and different. Then pay attention to what you are aware of and any new insights that you have. We won't be grading your homework, but we'd love to hear how it's going. So reach out and tell us. Be sure to hit follow or subscribe so that you never miss an episode. We'd also love it if you would share this podcast with anyone you think could benefit from listening. That's all for today. Class dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers or head over to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.